0: James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms, blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted... Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down with the Father from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. Let's um, welcome Pastor Albert.
1: Thank you. Okay, for some, this is the third message you have heard from me, had enough of me already, right? Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's been really great and very, very inspiring uh, during the camp. Um, um, when I walked in um, on Wednesday morning, um, when Nick was uh, about to give a message on that morning, when the worship team led w- worship and and Janet gave her little testimony just before, and uh, I just looked around the. The chapel, and and I just felt this kind of a uh, brokenness in amongst the people. Not that I had the supernatural kind of a zap from God. No, it's just because I kind of know a lot of you guys. Uh, for some, actually, I hold you in my hands when you were babies. <laughs> uh, so um, when I was, um, you know, I was. I was there and I just just sensed that, uh, yeah, a lot of tears, a lot of um, hurt, a lot of pain might have uh, kind of grown up with a lot of you guys. And uh, yeah, I was, I was, I, I did not cry, but I was here, I was very heavy. Somehow, um, I, I was expecting God is doing things, as on Tuesday Pastor William has spoke about God's love to the church and 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 to you know to us and how we to respond you know. So um, also when yeah when when and then Nick was speaking about how 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 special we are in in God and and I was grateful to see their people's. Uh, the hearts are touch, were touched and they would come, they would come out and respond in a very you know maybe first time very, it was very courageous of them to actually come out in amongst the friends, you know there's something, oh, this is something I, I need to do. But, so it was great. yeah. But I think I think um, in our pain in our, in our sorrow, in our hurt, often we, we, we get deceived at times, you know. Oh, it's, it's, I, could, I did think, d- didn't do anything about it. I couldn't do anything about it. It was people was hurting me and, and my parents, my parents' fault. It was others' fault, you know, my mates' fault. They, they hurt me and, and now I'm, my, I'm bleeding inside. And, and oft, often we have this kind of feeling and, and, and blaming on others. But actually, during those times, even in, in times of hurts and pain, actually... Our response to them can either make it better or worse. So it's it's, it's not easy to differentiate um, the the whole thing about suffering or, or you know going through circumstances. The book of James um, actually, the, right in the beginning of the book, first chapter we've just read, do not be deceived. You know we need to find out you know what. The course of the of the things that we are going through, am I accountable to it as well? Have I trusted God to 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 change the, these things, or are I, actually my my own sinful self to actually make that worse, made it even more messy? So I think the will of God will really want to uh, teach us and show us, you know, with the right perception. It will help us to have right performances. You know, if we have the wrong perception, and then we behave wrongly. So let the word of God teach us. Okay, um, uh, James chapter one, verse one to eighteen. Um, actually, on Sunday and Saturday services, we actually in this three months we are studying uh, Book of James. So that was my uh, first sermon for Sunday and Saturday last week. And I know you guys are doing Matthew, so it's fine. I mean, uh, I think it was really good. From the beginning of the year, we all did book of Ephesians. okay, And then we all had about six or seven sermons for sufferings. okay. And now, on Sunday morning, Saturday, we're doing James. Actually, the first chapter of James dealt with sufferings. So it, it echoes to what Pastor, have, Pastor William has spoken about, about um, all these suffering topics. And, and the book of Job last, last, year, last week, was it? Yeah. I mean, you know, Job, I mean, the friends, the friends of Job, they might not have got it right, but Job was not totally, totally right neither. You know, was he truly 100% upright? Was he really, really fearing God? No, there was something in him. He needed to really perceive and, and discern, you know, what, what he was encountering. So, I think uh, this, this message will speak to all of us, okay? So, um, do we have, yeah, suffering, okay? Um, whether, you know, what sort of things were going through during those difficult times? Were they trials or were they temptations? You know, the book of James will have a bit of an answer to that. So, the, the 18 verses we have just read, okay, the dispersed Christian whom, book James was writing to, they were in difficulties, and James wrote the whole epistles to them to really encourage them to look up to their God, who, who is gracious and steadfast, so that they can see clearer of the course of their situation and not being deceived. And often as I said, you know, you know, in our growing up, in our in our encountering of difficulties, you know, we often, you know, we go go along with our feelings and, and, and thinking we, you know, blame other people. You know, it's their fault, it's my parents' fault, it's all because we went to this school, that's why we get bullied and all these sort of things, and we're blaming to every every other thing but myself. Okay? But what I'm not saying that no everything was, was I don't have you know, I, I, I'm not saying that we, we don't have anything to do it about it, but I, I'm saying that we need to think and discern. Okay? So this passage would really uh, encourage us and remind us we are to trust in a good and faithful God. He knows everything that we go through. And we pray for wisdom in all our circumstances so that we grasp the truth behind them. And we we know better of our situation, and then we would act and react in a godly way. So let's have a look at this uh, book of James. Okay, now the book of James it was written just before around these times. Now this is A.D. seventy when uh, Jerusalem was actually um, um, seized. Uh, it, it was actually captured. Uh, was the, the Jerusalem the, the the temple was actually? Um, Tear down, tore down by, by the Roman armies. Why? Prior to that, because the whole of the um, Palestine was actually, you know, Roman colony, okay? And, but always there was this kind of um, uh, upheaval, um, uh, the conflict between the Jews in in Palestine towards the Romans. Because the Romans, they were Gentiles, they were um they were corrupt uh, they they were unjust and they forced the Jews to do certain thing against their religions so always there's a lot of these um, really the zealous one what they call really call zealots you know it's like guerrillas okay they always kind of kind of um, fighting against the Roman armies and, and 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 it was about 50 80 50 60 they had a lot of these upheavals and, and conflicts and and Rome, Roman army had enough of that. So AD 70, okay, the general took the armies and ran and, and, and just, just, just tore down Jerusalem altogether, AD 70. And you hear about, you heard about these stories about Masada and these, sort of, you know, these uh, wars, and these, it was actually happened around that, those times. And the book of James was written... Just about 10, 15 years prior to that, and you could see there was a lot of un, yeah, un, uh, discontent about the Jews towards Roman armies. And a lot of people from Jerusalem would just just run away, go to various places. Okay? So the, um, the James was written to the people. So they were dispersed. Jerusalem was here, and they were just... Because, because Jerusalem was not a desirable place to, stay, to live anymore, so they just fled. Some fled to uh, North Africa. Some would just go along to Asia Minor, that's Turkey today, and some cro- across to Greece, and some in Rome. So the book of James, um, that, was a brother, that was the brother of Jesus... And now he called himself a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That was actually his, Jesus was his bigger brother, okay? And uh, he was writing to the 12 tribes. What 12 tribes? That is a symbol for Jewish Christians, okay? They scattered amongst the nations. So they scattered among different places, just like a lot of us, our parents, you know. We all, we didn't born here. A lot of our parents were not born here. Most of our parents not born here they came, we came from China, Hong Kong, because they they really wanted to uh, to have a better place for you guys to establish the families so um, they felt that New Zealand was a better place okay and then they fled, and these were people in dispersion okay so uh, James was writing to these these and uh, now it's you know for the first immigrants I mean lives would be hard. I mean, probably we don't feel anything now. For, for them, when they first came from their own motherland and to, to experience things, you know, it wouldn't be easy, okay? I remember when my granddad we came over, it was in gold rush days, and they had to pay 100 pounds uh, for, for the tax, you know? 100 pounds, how much would that cost? It would cost maybe about 10 years' salaries, you know, and then and then they were being ill-treated. Uh, there was a lot of lot of discriminations. Uh, I remember when I came over the first day in at school, and I, I was actually being being bullied. You know, I had my pie in my hand, and it was it was smacked out of me, and then and just punched in my face. And then and a, Ching Chong Chinaman, put your finger up, you know, you know, and yeah, that's what they sang. That's what they sang to me, and I was the only one. of the one of the only two Chinese in the whole school and the other Chinese could not speak Chinese (laughs) you know times were hard in those days and these people they were in difficult times and Paul I mean James was writing to them and to encourage them but even though you're in difficult times it doesn't mean that you are you know you can shift your blame you really need to look into your hearts. What, what are the causes that we are going through? Okay, so we'll have a look at that. Firstly, we see the definition of temptation. Okay, it, because it says that, you know, um, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. Now, what, what, what's this? Now, when, when um, James was writing to them, now, you, you see in verse 3, uh, when they said, where you, where you were in trials... Now, you know the trials and the temptation, actually, in the original language, that that's the same word. Rasmus. That is the same word. In verse 2, when you're in trials, you know, all kinds of sufferings. And in, and in verse 13, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. You know, temptation and trials, same word. So it depends how you see it. Okay, uh, God does not, Tempt us, where in that kind of situation, one we're looking at this. Oh, you're being, uh, you're being tempted. That who tempts you, the devil. But but eventually he says that yes, the devil can tempt you, but when you sin, the devil can't can't make me sin. He says that it's my own evil desire that put. Now it's like he used the image of conception, like you know, having a fetus in, in me and mom, you know, and in, in me in there, and, and conceived. And, and then 10 months later, that baby came out, and that was sin, all right? So he used that, he used that um, illustration to, to, to really, I think it was quite vivid to, to illustrate, it was not the devil who can make you sin, it's when you sin, it's me, my own evil desire. Certainly, God does not want you to sin. God used the situation to to test me. Pay Rasmus. But same word, Satan, pay Rasmus. But me, do I listen to Satan or do I listen to God? You know, um, uh, one of the uh, biblical scholars uh, puts... Uh, temptation in a, a very interesting way, okay? Like, see, can you see your house there? Okay. Now, um, see, just imagine, okay, we, we live in one of those houses, okay? What's, what's, what's temptation is like? Temptation is like things roaming around the street, lurking around the streets, okay? I mean, it's normal, in our lives, we, we are tempted, okay? The difficult things that happen, you know, we can either re- it depends how we react to it, okay? It's quite normal. But the thing is, when you open the door and allow that temptation to come into my house, that's where the problem begins. When you go out, you know, go to work and then driving, I mean, I mean surely, I mean they they're all over the show, you know you you can't do nothing about it, you don't need to quench it because it's all there, but the thing is, if you want to take some or you open the door, please come in, certainly, you know that will, your evil desire will let that become you know conceived, and then ten months later, that's sin. I think, yeah, I mean. So, Jesus taught us to lead us not into temptation. You know, there are temptations all around. You can't do nothing, nothing about it, but what we can do is to trust in God so that we can overcome temptations. And God uses those times to test me, and I am to trust in Him. Alright? That's the definition of temptation. And and consideration in temptation. In verse 2, he said, Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. What? Are you crazy? You know, when you're in difficulty, when you're in temptation, you know what? consider it pure joy. I mean, it's bad enough to endure it. And you tell me to enjoy it? To enjoy temptation? Are you crazy? You know, you're naive? you Christian, you know, faith? Why? Why? Well, Paul says that he is not ignoring the temptation, but he's saying that actually because through temptation there are effects, impacts can, can have in my life. And certainly and we'll have that hope and that hope will really bring positive changes in my life. Okay, And he uses, uses this word, this word perseverance. Now, Perseverance. The original meaning is like carrying heavy loads. Okay. Now perseverance in today's term is like I think we watered it down quite a bit. You know, we, we're being patient, we persevere, just uh, just waiting at the lights. You know, oh, just, well, how come it's 20 seconds still still red lights? Come on. Okay, and 20 seconds pass. Okay, we move on. Uh, oh, I persevered through the traffic lights. Uh, or I, I waited for my girlfriend just to get ready. Well, come on, it's 4.30, go to church. Now 4.30, you're still in your bedroom, what? Uh, you know, it's these kind, you know, we think these were you know, patience or perseverance. But perseverance is really like your long time suffering, carrying heavy loads. But you know you will need to. Because if you don't, things will fall in pieces. It's I tell you, there was a um, uh, a, a story—not a story, but a real, real-life thing. When I was serving in in Hong Kong, in and, a and family, it was um, it was a couple. Um, it was actually the, the the girl was really, really a good friend of Simo, and they all grew up together at church. But uh, when we when she was dating, we knew that that guy was. They, he was not really genuine, you know, but he just liked her, and, and she was just, you know, for, when you fall in love, you, you know, love is blind, lovers cannot see, and she just, just went for her, and 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 uh, I was I was not a pastor then; I was just kind of serving my intern. I couldn't say too much about it, and, and, and everyone was didn't look, you know, didn't think it was a good ma- good make, match up, but anyway, they got married, and eventually, yeah. They got married, was, things were okay. But when the, the son was born, the son was born with, with such a um, handicap, um, it's just from the head, there is nothing down there. There's no responses, no nerves, nothing. You know, she, he had to stay on the, in a specially especially made chair, it was just morning and that's 24 hours caring, okay. And her husband, took off. Just took off, just like that. Just left. No one could find him. Okay? And she was just end up just for, I think it was for 16 years. Okay? 16 years that a mother persevered through all these difficult times. 16 years, the boy had passed away. And she kept her faith It was really, really difficult Financially, emotionally Practically, you know But through that God has really transform, transformed her life To be a strong I mean, it's hard It's hard to answer these questions You know, um, rationally Very hard to answer very hard to comfort, too. But as you see, it's not sixteen days, not sixteen months; it's sixteen years. You know, even th- at times when we go back to Hong Kong, we see her. You know, she's still strong and serving God. It's th- things I can't, we can't. As pastor, I cannot respond or, or explain. All right, but during those those difficult times, sh- she persevered. And in these sort of um, testing, she considered, yeah, she cannot answer all those questions, but she considered God was with him, and he, had, he has a purpose in her life. Same to us. Often when we are in those situations, you know, people, you know, as the problem was Job's friends was trying to explain things, right? But the best thing to do was just to sit alongside, just, just to sit and, and be with, with the one who suffered and let God speak to them. And often, no words can actually comfort. And at the end, Job was kind of, his eyes were open when God ans- asked him more questions, you know, I heard about you now I truly see you, and this sister truly see God after these sort of perseverances, her life elevated to another level and often I think if we don't go through these sort of things, you know we we would be naive you know we would think and we would think life should be all smooth and and and, and things should be all all gone alright. And and if it does happen to us, we just would not know, would not appreciate, cannot have this empathy toward those who suffer. So consider it's joy. Yeah, in a sense, yes. Consider because God allowed it and He has a purpose in it. We don't pray for it. We don't want to ask for for that kind of suffering, but when we 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 consider that consider that God has a purpose, and we should be joyful in following and trusting Him. And thirdly, uh, oh, and and sorry, oh, anything happened? No. Oh, oh, and it says that in the... another in. The, in verse twelve he says that blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, the person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him that crown of life it was not the was not the 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 real crown that the king the emperor the Caesar had with all the jewels on the heavy metal ones no it was the one who made of uh, Leaves as a wreath uh, when the the marathoners finish the race. The, the you know the one who finished first, so we, he received that crown, that wreath. And today, I think in a lot of um, sports events, especially marathon, they still put that that wreath onto the the one who who came first, right? So it was. A, it was always in the bible said you know as a, as, a, as a, in the a marathon of life we consider to persevere to trust in god to run the race and at the end god will give us this crown and that crown will last not like the one you know not like those those that wreath that, that you know those leaves will, will, will dry up one day but we will run the race and god will bring bring us uh, and give us this this crown of life and that's why we are uh, we have hope and to, to run, consider this joy to, to go through this test or, perse- or this uh, temptation. And lastly, um, our attitude, disp- disposition towards temptation. There was two. One, we should trust and pray. In verse 5 and 6, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask, ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of sea blown and tossed by the wind. Now, I think for wisdom, for Jews, they would understand very clearly. The whole book in the Old Testament, the Book of Proverbs, talked about wisdom. But that wisdom is not the human intellect Not not the you know how much knowledge we know but it's the beginning of wisdom is to f- the fear of the Lord so I think all the when, when the Jewish Christian when, when, when they read about what James was written um, when you lack wisdom you ask God oh yes they knew yeah we, that, that wisdom is to how to interact how to encounter things in life especially in difficult times. We don't have the wisdom. We don't know how to handle it. Pray. Ask God. But but by faith, you know, should not waver. Uh, We should believe that God will hear our prayer and He will give us the wisdom. And secondly, to insist that God is a generous God. Uh, Verse 17, that's why this is the month, the the verse of of the month. You know, in verse 16, that don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. When we are in difficult times, don't be deceived. And, you know, this is uh, somebody's fault or what, uh, 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 you know, this is bad for me. Don't be deceived. In verse 17, God is a God who is generous and who is faithful. Okay? Every good and perfect gift is from above. Everything that we can enjoy is from God. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, what does it mean? The Father who created all the 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 heavenly light bodies like moon, sun, stars. He is the creator of the heavenly lights. And who does not change like shifting shadows? It's also another description of like the sun, you know, the sun comes up in the morning, and you see, you're standing here, the shadow will be over there. And the sun in the middle, In the at noon, the shadow will be so little. But when the sun goes down on the other side, the shadow will be there. And, you know, even though the sun, the moon, the uh, you know, they change in different times. But he says that God doesn't change. Okay? He doesn't change. And because he given us this new life through His Word. And that's something that, that really um, shows us that his, his faithfulness and His power. So in, in, our, in our trials, in our temptations, let us see clearer. God has a purpose in it. He does not waste a moment. He has his purpose to build me up. And even, I think, even, even um, non-Christians, they, when they look at uh, difficult times, sufferings, they would, they would have a sense of knowing that there must be a purpose in it. Okay? There is a book. Uh, I see it in the Pastor William's desk. Um, and also, I think there is in the library. Walking with God through pain and suffering. Okay? As a, in a chapter, one of the uh, the, the author, uh, Tim Keller, uh, uh, Timothy Keller, he was um, uh, mentioning a, a counselor, a non-Christian counselor, very famous in in, in U.S. And uh, he's he's he thinks that initially he thought suffering is bad for people. It really because it it, it you know. You know what? I don't think God wants you to suffer, but God allow that. You know, that's different altogether, right? But God does not want you because uh, you, 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 your life is too good. I just want you to go through some hard times. God's not like that. But but God allow that. Okay, God allow that has a purpose in it. But but it's you know it's traumatic. So uh, this counselor says, no, no, yeah, suffering is bad for people. But then he had. As he, he counseled people more, especially he went, went, came, came across this guy, Greg. And uh, it was a normal kind of American guy who was a college professor, assistant professor, was trying to write his book so that he can, you know, promote and to be to a proper, to be a professor. And he's got newly married and, and things, just a normal, you know, American Young young man, but things happened. Things happened went wrong. His wife um, went away, ran away, and to with another guy. They had two children. That was bad, and uh, and uh, that really shattered him. And he was trying to write his book. If he doesn't get finish his book, he will be demoted, you know. And and oh, Things was just happening so sudden, and, and he all, and he really wanted to to get his two children back. So, with two years' lawsuit and spending a lot of money, a lot of stress, and he was trying to write his book, and a lot, just things just went really, really hard. And he went to this counselor, you know, and he he's trying to just talk and let him speak, and and, and, and there's really not much he could do. But then things happened. His parents, who was living on the other side of the, of the state, sold their home and came back and lived, bought a house nearby so that they can look after the two grandchildren. And by that time, he, he had the children back. He, he can look after them then. You know, Even have the children, you still need to work, at, and who's going to look after them? You know? But his parents were willing to do that, Christian parents. And he started to come, went to, to, to attend church in a more serious way, serious way. And, he, and his friends at church and brothers and sisters really offered really practical help. And he went through those dark times and he, he found hope. And Eventually, his life, his focus of life changed altogether. Yes, he, he, he finished his book, he's got promoted, but it was not, that was not important anymore. He, would, he appreciated the parents who really loved them, and he found God you know, has, has purpose in that. And of course, the counselor didn't understand, right? But he was amazing, he was amazed to see, "Wow, how come this life, you know was really crawling through the tunnel? Now he's standing up and walking and running and champing, you know, really happy. Wow. This is what God can do to us. If we have faith to trust, to eyes to open, to see, you know God does not waste any of these circumstances. He is willing, He's wanting, to build us up through all that. So don't be deceived. Every good and wonderful thing given by God. He's not wanting you, us to, you know, it doesn't want you to or cause us to stumble and fall. He really wanted, through all these difficult moments, to test us so that by faith, our life will be strong and to to walk with him. So this is my message to you guys. Let's trust our God is a good God.